Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. And we are so thrilled that we are offering one of the first of its kind, digital, virtual, and continuous learning environments, enabling children and parents to connect from all around around the world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures in order for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday. We have one scheduled to drop this upcoming Sunday, so be sure to meander over to the website and read our online content. If it is the case that you're looking for a listening alternative, well, we're available on 10 different podcast platforms for your listening leisure, so definitely be sure to check out the links that we've provided in the description down below. Now, as is the convention, subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, tout le monde. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week -week basis, and today we're talking about mental health. Now, as you can read in the description, I'm going to provide you with four tips to support yourself when you're feeling low. And this is really how to cope with the emotions of feeling low as opposed to how to avoid them or how to escape them or how to mitigate against those emotions because I do really believe that it's important that we get to know ourselves and all of the emotional states that we will course through throughout our lives. And I think that part of cultivating emotional intelligence is recognizing that it's okay to sit in emotions that are less than comfortable. And in fact, it's healthy to get to know ourselves and to learn how to support ourselves, how to respond to our needs when we're in different emotional states, as opposed to seeing mental health as aiming to 
to pursue a state of constant happiness. And I think that some of us misconstrue mental health as always being happy, always feeling satisfied, things always going well, and that's just not realistic. And I think I've mentioned in a few videos, life encompasses ups and downs. It encompasses peaks and valleys. You're going to go through life and have moments where you're feeling amazing, where you're having the opportunity to create amazing memories and moments. And you're also gonna have occasions in life where things are not going very well and you're not feeling very well as a result of that and all of that is normal and I think sometimes when we glamorize life and we think life is a highlight reel we think that the normal feelings that come with going through a rough time is a signal that there's something wrong with us and I would like to just take a moment to deconstruct that assumption and I think it's important that we recognize that one life is not a highlight reel life it involves a lot of bumps and bruises as well as like laughs and memories and joy. I want us all to cultivate enough mental fortitude that we're conscientious of how we interact, engage, support ourselves, whether we're going through a high or whether we're going through a low. We don't need to feel paralyzed and unsure and without tools when we're feeling low. So long as we recognize that, you know, that's a state that we can own, we can support ourselves through that state and supporting ourselves through that state isn't constantly searching for the next high. It's not constantly aiming to be happy. Sometimes it's okay to kind of sit in that feeling of not feeling okay, so long as we have the tools that we need to bounce back eventually. But feeling low in and of itself is not a signal that there's something wrong with you. And I think that that is one of the most misconstrued realities in our society here in North America is that the moment we feel sad, we think that there's something wrong or we call it depression. We call it something much deeper, much more serious than us experiencing a normal low moment in life. And I think that is really important that we recognize that in life, nothing is permanent. And I think that that's going to be the first tip that I give you today, recognizing, acknowledging, internalizing this idea of impermanence. The positive feelings are impermanent, the negative feelings are impermanent. And when you take on that mindset, when you look at life through that lens, then you recognize that this too shall pass. And of course, we want to always have good times. We want things to always be happy and fluffy and pleasant. But most of the time we do most of our growing when we're struggling or when we're uncomfortable and when things are challenged. And while it's not the best place to be, it's a place where we all have been and I think that this idea that we have to be happy all the time, it creates a sense of shame when we're not happy or when we're struggling or when we're going through a rough time. And that can really be an isolating experience if you're experiencing shame over and above going through a rough time. So you don't wanna keep colds on your own head when you're going through a rough time. That's why I like to embrace this idea of impermanence. And because I embrace this idea of impermanence, when I'm going through a rough time, when things are very difficult, when I'm struggling, I take stock of the things that I can control and then I accept the things that I can't. And I recognize that, you know, once this passes, I'm going to resolve all the aspects of this situation that I'm just not in a position to resolve right now. But I'm not gonna heap coals on my head and beat myself up for what I cannot address just based on the circumstances, right? But everything that I can address, everything that I can control, everything that I can kind of put my stamp of resolve and resolution on, I'm going to do that. But I think that what I've learned through the 
the years, especially being someone who is very deeply emotional, is that sometimes when we're feeling low, we really need to take a step back and recognize that the feelings of being low, the emotional state of being not the best, can be very disproportionate to reality. So how we feel when we feel low can be way more intense than the circumstance itself actually reflects. And this isn't me diminishing the experience, but this is me just in hindsight looking back and recognizing the disparity between how I felt about a certain situation and then the actual situation in and of itself when I felt more level-headed. So I've recognized that I can acknowledge the fact that I'm feeling low without allowing myself to spiral into that feeling, recognizing that how I feel specifically, like the depths of those emotions, the intensity of those emotions are a signal of just my emotional footprint and not necessarily reflective of the circumstance in and of itself, which means I can isolate and dissociate my way of managing through those feelings and acknowledging, resolving those feelings while also taking a step back and taking a look at the situation more pragmatically. I take those two things as, as, as very distinct roles that I need to take on when I'm supporting myself through a rough time, but I recognize that the intensity, depth, and, and, and sort of the magnitude of my emotions are often disproportionate to the circumstance that I'm in. And if I allow myself to only see that circumstance in that moment from that emotional lens, then I can see things from a very defeatist perspective. And because I am someone who believes fundamentally that, you know, and nothing is permanent, I have like this too shall pass sort of philosophy to the way that I approach life. I've found that it is very important that I constantly, especially when I'm feeling low, need to remind myself that I am not my emotions, that my emotions are an extension of me. While they do need me to acknowledge them, to resolve them, to, you know, take a moment and sit in them, I need to get to know myself when I'm in those emotional states so that I can support myself in those emotional states. I can't allow myself to get swept away in those emotions. I need to recognize that some of my emotions are really about the fear that I carry, are really about the anxiety that I carry about my ability and ability to deal with the circumstance in front of me and not necessarily about the circumstance. So it's important that I deconstruct the fear, deconstruct the anxiety, which is based on, you know, forward looking and like I forward looking from a very, you know, defeatist perspective as opposed to it realistically taking stock of my skills and taking stock of my abilities to push through that situation. So when it is the case that I feel unsure of myself, unsure of my abilities to push through challenging circumstances, that's when I try to do the work where I'm calibrating the emotional with the cerebral so that I'm not spiraling. I'm gonna give a personal anecdote here. My very first heartbreak, I was 15 years old and I remember I was going through a lot of emotions that I hadn't experienced before. So I felt very overwhelmed with these emotions and I also felt that I wasn't necessarily in an environment where I could be so vulnerable with how ill-equipped I felt in supporting myself with these intense emotions that I really hadn't felt before because I had never been heartbroken before. And I remember because, you know, like vulnerability wasn't a, a big thing in my household. On the cereal box, there was this one day I was kind of, you know, wallowing in the depths of my own despair. And I saw the kids' helpline and I never noticed it. Like really, there, at that point in time when I was a teenager, it was, there was a lot of commercials, there was a lot of marketing around it. But I felt so desperate at that point in time. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna call the kids' helpline. I remember I called the kids' helpline. I gave them an alias. You know, I made sure that I was very, uh, <laughs> 
thorough in the way that I hid my identity, although I'm sure they knew I was lying. And I let them know like, I'm really heartbroken. I really don't know what to do. And I just kind of spilled my guts to this representative. And the one thing that she told me that is really a reflection of what I'm trying to share with you right now is that even the worst pain that you experienced, the worst emotional you know, fracture that you've experienced in your life will fade into a memory. And that is something that you can count on. Everything we feel fades to memory. And I remember I was like, well, how do you know? Like, how are you sure? She's like, if you allow yourself to kind of just go through the process of experiencing that emotional pain and sitting in that emotional pain, you're allowing that emotional pain to come up and come out of you. Because remember, emotions are energy in motion. The more you feel it, the more you're kind of purging your system of it. So long as you're not repressing it and internalizing it, you can count on if you allow yourself the space to experience those emotions, that one day gradually they will fade into memory. And I remember like for the next couple of weeks, I would wake up, check in with myself and like, no, I'm still emotionally tormented. I am still in emotional pain. But then one day, you know, I just stopped checking in with myself. And like every now and again, like I would feel a little bit like of the spikes of pain and the spikes of loss. But I remember one day I thought about that experience and I thought about that breakup and it was just a memory. And I was in awe because I remembered how pain it was without experiencing any of the pain that coincided with it when I first experienced that heartbreak. And she was right, like the worst pain that you will experience, the worst pain that you are experiencing, the worst pain that you have experienced in the past, if you give yourself an opportunity to just sit in that moment, sit in that pain, allow it to come up and out of you, it is a guarantee, it is like a universal principle that all pain fades into memory at some point in time. And she shared that tidbit of knowledge with me. It made experiencing emotions less frightening for me. And I want that for you as well. So I'm hoping to share the wealth and of course, like kids helpline, like let's support them. I call them quite frequently in my adolescent years, like my little uh, secret is, you know, my, my little secret, but like they were a huge emotional anchor for me during my years of teen angst. And they shared a lot of wisdom that enabled me to really navigate emotions that I was just so confused by as I was growing up and experiencing new things. All right, so that was the first point. So my second tip for you, when it is the case that you're feeling low, how you support yourself when you're feeling low is learn what you need. And I think sometimes we see ourselves as these people at a steady state. We only recognize our identity when, you know, we're kind of just going through the day-to-day -day on autopilot, but we are different entities. Our identity shifts and changes as we take on different emotions or when different emotions are activated and at play. And I think that it's super important for each of us to be our own anchor and our own support system when we are feeling low. To do that, you need to get to know what you need. And that involves trial, error, and experimentation. And I think that it's also a great opportunity to see yourself emotionally, cerebrally, when you're trying to find different ways to meet your own emotional needs when you are in a, a state and you're feeling low. And so for me, this, this experience is something that translates very differently for the emotions that I experience frequently because the emotions I experience frequently, I am well adept at handling and managing those emotions and at supporting myself with those emotions. I know how to respond to my needs when I'm feeling that way. And again, like responding to my needs isn't automatically making myself feel better. Sometimes responding to my needs is just acknowledging that I feel that emotion, validating that emotion, resolving all of the things that maybe conjured up that emotion, but it's not always like just jumping to how do I make myself feel better? I think sometimes it is really important that we get to know who we are and who we become in different emotional states. And I can say that for the emotional states that I cycle through quite frequently, 
I am comfortable enough at this stage of my life to sit in them that I know how to support myself through those specific emotions independently. Where those there are emotions that come up and they're a one-off. They're, they're emotions that are fairly foreign to us. We're not quite sure how to navigate these emotions. And I say tackle it on as a challenge. Don't first focus on avoiding and on pushing away and on internalizing the emotion. It's about getting to know yourself in that emotion. So like as you're experiencing the emotion, being conscientious and being mindful to kind of take a step back and watch yourself in that emotion and then try to support yourself. Like what can I do to validate this emotion? How do I identify even the emotion that I'm experiencing? What is it that I need? now that I feel that I'm experiencing this emotion. And for those emotions that come up every once in a while or that you haven't experienced because you're going through something that you've never experienced before, this is a great opportunity to really delve deep into yourself and get to know all of the layers that play into your identity. Because it's not just how we feel when we're feeling great or how we're feeling when we're neutral, but who we are also is translated and how we're feeling when we're feeling low. It's not something that we need to kind of put a bandaid on. It's something that we want to get to know. Which brings me to my third point and my third point is reflect and I say reflect and I don't mean just reflect on the emotion in and of itself but also reflect on how that emotion layers into the different thoughts that you're experiencing in that emotion and the different ways that you're engaging with yourself when you're experiencing that emotion. I think that this is really important because I find that my thinking pattern or the way that I engage with my thoughts is very different when I'm feeling low. I find I'm doing a lot more filtering. I'm doing a lot more self-made management by way of ensuring that I'm filtering out like defeating thoughts and filtering out limiting thoughts because they come up a lot more when I'm feeling low. Now in the past, I would immediately just reject those thoughts. Like I wouldn't entertain them or interact with them, engage with them at all. Whereas now I feel like I have the mental fortitude to not only engage with the thoughts, but to give the thoughts some of my attention, but to deconstruct, to you know provide disproving arguments as to why that thought isn't true, why that thought isn't valid before discarding those thoughts, but just taking stock of the fact that your emotions will channel different thoughts that kind of cross your mind. And if you want different quality or different style of thoughts, you need to get into the habit of reflecting or taking stock of your reflections in the different emotional states that you're in and then guiding and managing sort of the quality of thoughts or the style of thoughts that you're experiencing in those states. And this is what I really love about meditation because it really teaches you to get back to not identify with your thoughts directly. You are the observer. Your thoughts are like the, the cars driving by on the highway and you choose what thoughts you engage with and which thoughts you, you know, let keep driving by. I think sometimes we're just stirred because we think that our thoughts are our own, but they're not. They're just kind of cycled like little spurts of consciousness or subconsciousness kind of coming to light, wondering like what will catch our attention, like what we can attend to. And I think that when we recognize like how the colors and the styles and the subjects shift with each emotional state, it gives us a better sense of what thoughts we know are healthy to engage in in different states of being. And it also gives us an opportunity to flex those muscles, develop those muscles so that we're not engaging in thoughts that are going to exacerbate our state of emotional fragility when we're feeling low and we're only going to get engaged in thoughts that are going to support us in that emotional state and eventually help us climb out. 
of feeling low. And so my last point by way of how you support yourself when you're feeling low, and I think I might have even mentioned this a little bit earlier in the video, but I'll mention it again because it deserves its own spotlight, is demarcate. You need to recognize that when it comes to your emotionality and your emotional footprint, you are not your emotions. Your emotions are an extension of self. They are not self, they are not you, they're an extension of you. And that's really important because we don't want to judge ourselves by the emotional states that we're in. And when we demarcate self from the emotions and we treat emotions for what they are, which are signals. Emotions are signals that help you navigate through life, help you decide how to best support yourself in the different situations and circumstances and experiences that you're going to find yourself in. And the only way that you're gonna do that is if you're not seeing yourself through the lens of your emotionality. You need to recognize that your emotions are trying to help you get a sense of self based on how you're responding and reacting to your environment and how you're navigating and how you're deciding how you're gonna navigate moving forward and how you're deciding how you're going to address those emotions and how you're gonna support yourself and how you're gonna defend yourself and how you're going to rise to the occasion on behalf of yourself moving forward. But once you address the emotion, once you resolve the issue at hand, the emotion fades and self is sustained, it still exists, it still is maintained. Sometimes if we're in an emotional state for so long, we identify so much with that emotion that we start to identify as that emotion. And then it's very important that we recognize that we are not our emotions. Our emotions are extension of self, so our emotions need to be mastered by self, right? We need to be the ones who decide, well, how much of that emotion is a healthy amount? How do I want to engage with that emotion? How am I going to respond in a way where I am still sort of honoring myself in the way that I am dealing and addressing with different emotional states that I'm experiencing. And because we can be cerebral about the way that we look and identify and approach our emotions, because we can coalesce our thinking with our emotions and kind of build a bridge between our emotional states of being as well as the different thoughts that we feel about it, it's just important that we set ourselves up for success by providing ourselves the appropriate baseline and seeing ourselves as the emotions that we experience isn't the appropriate baseline because it's just not true. We are not our emotions. Our emotions are signals letting us know aspects of ourself or our identity that need to be addressed or that are showing up in response to the things that are happening in our environment. So I think that those are a great four core tips in terms of how to support yourself when you're feeling low that don't involve automatically trying to make yourself feel better. Not to say that I have an issue with trying to make yourself feel better. I love making myself feel better. In fact, that's going to be the next video that we address this week. But I first wanted to give you a sense of what to do when you're feeling low, because most of us feel paralyzed. Most of us feel ill-equipped. We feel helpless when we're feeling low and we just allow ourselves to kind of spiral further, further into the depth of those emotions. And it can become a bigger beast than it needs to if we simply have the tools to support ourselves in the emotional states that we course through throughout our lives. So that was it for this video. I hope that you find it insightful. Before letting you go, I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. So we invite you to join as part of our Game Changer community. Now these events are paid events, all to say we facilitate them in such a way where we are cultivating the critical 
critical thinking and the life skills to derive more meaning and fulfillment out of life. So stay tuned for that. And if you do see yourself engaging and participating in our community on an ongoing basis, then I suggest that you look into our package plans. So with our package plans, you have unlimited access to these live events and you also have access to our webinars and workshops over and above those live events. So definitely be sure to check out the content on our website, check out the package plans that we have, check out the events. We have a full calendar built out for the full 2022 year and we look forward to talking with you in our next video. We'll see you soon.